You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about palate cleanser reads. What is that? It's a way to get you out of a book hangover. We're going to get into it. People have been talking about it. We're going to get into it and talk about it also. But first, what are you reading, Bria? I just listened to what is undoubtedly one of the best books of the year for me. It is... Really? Uh, I told you about it. It is Our Missing Hearts by Celeste Ng, read by Lucy Liu. Ooh, yeah. Lucy Liu read it, which is one of the reasons I listened to it. Hot damn. Because uh, I was like, oh, I probably want to read this. It's Celeste Ng. I probably... But then I was like, oh, wait. Audio narrator Lucy Liu. Very interested. Wow. This book has... Oh, my God. That's how you know you've fucking made it. <laughs> okay. First of all, it's Celeste Ng, who you know I love. It's Celeste Ng who, uh, reading, who wrote a sci-fi book. Uh, near future sci-fi. I know. She, like, made this, perf- like, specifically for you. And, and I will say it's not, like, super sci-fi, so if that turns you off, like, this is more, it's definitely more literary fiction. It just has, like, sci-fi. It's, it's near future, basically. Um, and it is a future that is uh, not as distant as I wish it was. Um, it is about um, <laughs> a young boy. He's 12. His name's Bird. And he lives with his father in this sort of dystopian, very near future his mother was Chinese-American, and she was a poet, and his father works at a library. There's a lot of libraries in this book. First of all, library alert. The library plays a very important role in this book. So he lives with his father, and his mother disappeared a few years back because the world that they live in in this, this future world is very anti-Asia and very anti-people of Asian origin. So, like, there's a lot of racism that uh, results in violence, but then also, like, institutionalized things are happening. And basically, the government is keeping a very close eye on people of Asian origin because there's so much anti-Asian sentiment. And then they they will arrest them if they feel like they are not American enough, things like that. So Bird's mother was a poet, and she disappeared, and uh, he doesn't know where she went. But he's aware that she's, like, this famous poet. And people use her poetry in activism, and they, they'll put this line from her poem up, up places it's, that says, Our Missing Hearts. And then basically it's about him figuring out things about his mother, figuring out things about his life, and uh, trying to find her. And it's just such a beautiful story about activism and about what, I, I mean, there is so much anti-Asian uh, racism happening and violence. I mean, we've seen so much violence recently and so it's, it's it's a scary world out there. And I think this book really tackles that in a very realistic way of what the direction things could go and hopefully won't go. And the reason we need to talk more about the violence that has been happening and the racism that's been happening. But the book itself is amazing. There's this big part with the librarian is very important in the book because the librarians have taken a stance in this world that uh, their their job is to provide information. And does that mean that maybe there's a lot of children who go missing too? Uh, and, and maybe that means that they help people find information about these missing children sometimes, even though that's very, very illegal. Um, and so these librarians are activists who are out there doing this organizing because they see that as part of their jobs as librarians. It's just such a great book. It's really wonderful. It would be hard for me to say that 
I think everyone should read it. It's hard for me to say no one would. You're going to like this book if you're going to read it. Celeste Ng is one of the greatest authors of our time. I think you and I bonded over a Celeste Ng book. That's how we ended up becoming friends. That's Yeah, that was the seed of reading glasses as we were bonding over her first one, Everything I've Never Told You. Because it's such a, like, it was such a book that, like, it moved me in such a way that I was like, I got to talk to somebody about this mm-hmm. book. This is the same. You will feel yep. very, very moved by this. Uh, what are you reading, Molly? Well, we're recording this before Halloween, so I'm still on my my spooky shit, and uh, I'm reading a very scary book called The Dark Between the Trees by Fiona Barnett. And, man, if you like a spooky forest, this is the book for you. It's about, it's kind of, it's almost annihilation-y in the way that it's about the this group of five women and instead of scientists, they're all historians. And the reason they're going into this giant forest in England because they're investigating this event that happened in the 1600s where a big group of soldiers fled into these woods away from this battle and only two of them returned. And the two that did return had some really spooky stories. So this like sort of historian team has been wanting to go into the woods and sort of trace the root of these soldiers and find out what happened to them and sort of solve this historical mystery. And the back of the book says, this group enters the wood ready for anything, or so they think. Mm. It is right from go, you know that something really spooky is happening in this woods. All their instruments stop working. And the cover quote is from Claire North. And she just says, blimey, this was creepy (laughs) as hell. Uh, I'm really enjoying it so far. And it's a great Halloween read. And you know what? Listener, you are listening to this after Halloween, but it's never a bad time to read a creepy book. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's The Dark Between the Trees by Fiona Barnett. I'm I'm putting this on my The Dark Between the Trees. (laughs) I think you'd like it. It's really good. Yep. Uh, I'm recommending this to my library right now. And I listened to Our Missing Hearts by Celeste Ng, read by Lucy Liu. We want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. We got a lot of fun feedback from our Ask Someone What They're Reading episode. Chris wrote in to say, this was such a great episode and I love this question slash challenge. On top of all the things you two described, I think that this as a conversation starter is so much better than how's it going, etc. For people who may be uncomfortable with any kind of interaction, this is great because it puts the level of engagement directly on the person being asked. It allows them to share exactly how much they want to rather than coming up with some sort of vague response for what should I share about myself? I don't know this person why do they care Mm. also as a moody reader who will often read something based on something that i just heard about or something that fits with where my life is at the moment it is also a much more personal and engaging question that allows the person really the ability to maybe give a glimpse of themselves without having to feel like they have to be more personal than they are comfortable with plus who doesn't love to nerd out over books when you connect with another bookish person i love it i am so behind everything you guys talk about and all the fucking hoorays and support you guys (laughs) give not just about books but about people you two are stellar humans and I love the show. Never stop, never stopping. You're the best. Thank you, Chris. And we're so glad that you're enjoying this this conversation starter. I agree. This is one of my preferred ways to talk to people. Yeah. That's how Bri and I started this podcast. We're talking about Celeste Talking about Celeste Exactly. Uh, Melissa wrote in and said, Hi, Bri and Mallory. I just finished listening to your latest episode, Ask Someone What They're Reading, and had to let you know one of the ways I've completed this challenge. My coworker and I love reading, and we are constantly walking up to each other's cubicle to chat and check in on the newest book on our to-read list. We all have many whiteboards at our cubicle, so about a month ago, we started writing our current reads or listens on the board so everyone can see. Oh my god, this is so cute. It's so fun to walk through the floor and see all the books people are enjoying, and it's definitely sparked a lot of conversations and informal work book club discussions. What a cool workplace! 
I just wanted to share this in case any oh listeners God, have, in, where do you work? have an in-person job because it's been great to get to know my coworkers. Brian Mallory, thanks so much for the podcast. Thursdays are the best day because of it. And I love everything y'all do. You helped me survive grad school. Yay. And helped me discover so many new books to love along the way. Melissa's wheelhouse is time loops, mm-hmm. whodunits in enclosed spaces like trains and ships, nature essays, books about hiking, gothic houses, monsters that are more human than actual humans, <laughs> traveling theater troops, retellings of fairy tales and mythology, Books with elderly protagonists, anything about books, bookstores, libraries, extra points of their magic, and microhistories that make me interested in a topic I didn't know I was interested in. Looking at you, girly drinks. Melissa, thank you. Nice. Thank you very much. Nice. So you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com if you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month. You can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. And a quick bookmark to remind folks that Bria's latest movie is free on Amazon Prime. It is. It is free. And you can watch it if you have Amazon Prime. If you don't, you can actually still rent it, I think, on iTunes and stuff. And I think if you subscribe to Epics, you can still watch it there. But a lot of people I know have Amazon Prime. So if you have it there, watch it. Or, like I've said in the past, put it on the background. Just let that thing roll. Roll through a few times, you know? (laughs) But you should watch it because it's wicked good. It is, if you like um, stories about musicians or music, you like stuff that takes place in the South or in Nashville, you like friendship stories, you like stories about feminism, uh, this movie has got all of that in spades along with really great performances. It's it's just so good and i know halloween's over and it's kind of a horror movie but it's more of a thriller so you can really enjoy it all year and why not because right now it's free also another bookmark is we are going to be retiring some of our designs over in the void merch store uh jordan is cooking up some cool new designs and new merch for us so to make space for that we are getting rid of two different designs one the reading and bria and glasses and mallory and podcast design is going away and the reading cat is going away as well so if you were interested in getting that on a tote bag or a mug or a t-shirt uh you got to get it before november is over because we're going to have some new stuff in there that we're very excited about so uh yeah there's a link in the show notes to our lovely void merch store with all our designs uh, created by our wonderful friend Jordan who is super super talented we love our designs we're really excited to see the new ones and uh, if you have been checking those out and have been holding off now is the time to do so Uh, so before we talk about palette cleanser books we're going to take a quick break reading glasses is sponsored in part this week by Soylent Soylent the original food tech company makes delicious and nutritious Nutrition Products in Convenient Formats. We have talked about Soylent on the show so much. I think Mallory is an ambassador for Soylent. I feel like she's she's told the world about them. If you haven't heard about Soylent, hold on a second, I'm going to tell you. You have all kinds of things that Soylent make. They make the complete meal, which is a convenient, ready-to-drink shake. It's a shake or power format, whichever you want, and it has 400 calories of slower-burning carbohydrates and one delicious serving. You have Soylent Squared. I love these. I love to throw these in my bag. They're just a 100-calorie little nutrition bar, just a little square, a little cute square, eaten as a snack between meals or just for a mini treat after a meal. You have the complete energy. You have the complete protein. They have all sorts of stuff. And what I like about Soylent, like I said, I can throw it in my purse. I know I have something healthy. I have something small that if I just get a little bit hungry, maybe I'm at the movies. I think to myself, you know, I could go buy some candy or I could have like a nice small snack that I know is good for me. And it's right here in my bag. Don't tell the movie theaters I do this, but I sneak these Snoilent Squared bars into the movie theater. I love doing it. 
It's also, this is a great snack in the morning too. Let's say you get up, you have a lot of stuff to do. You can just pop open a Soylent. It's a great way to start your day because you know you're going to get a lot of your vitamins from Soylent. It's nutritious, it is delicious, and it's fast. You don't have to worry about it. You pop open that bottle, you make the little shake with the powder if that's your jam. Not me, I'm here for the bars. I'm here to take those little 100 calorie bars with me everywhere I go. If y'all see me out and about, you can say, Bria, I'm kind of hungry and I'll probably hand you one of these bars. That's how much I like them. So go to Soylent.com slash glasses and use code glasses to get 20% off your first order. That's Soylent.com slash glasses and code glasses for 20% off your first order. Glasses. I'm Lisa Hannawalt. And I'm Emily Heller. Wow, Emily, we've been doing this podcast for 10 years. I know, but hey, don't worry. You can jump in at literally any episode and hear us talk about some of our favorite stuff Caterpillars becoming butterflies. Martha Stewart flying around in a private jet full of trees. Yes, you heard me right, trees. Neighbors becoming enemies. Just kidding. (laughs) Whatever messed up stuff we can find on Wikipedia. Our impeccable taste in everything from dogs to TV shows to bodily functions. And horses, lots and lots of horses. Come for our horned up rants about the world, stay for the catchy theme songs. You might not learn anything, but we're a good hang. Baby Geniuses, every other week on MaximumFun.org. This week, what do you do after you've read a book that horrified you, made you cry, or was so intense that you needed to catch your breath? Maybe bury it in the backyard. You need a palate cleanser book. Mm. We're here to help you figure out when you might need a literary brain rinse and how to find the right book for the job. Before we get into it, first off, a shout out to the Reading Glasses Facebook group and our really amazing moderators over there, which is where I got the idea for this episode. There was a thread asking what people used for their palate cleanser books, and I figured we got to talk about this. We got to talk about it. So a palate cleanser book, that's when you, what you reach for after you've read a book that you want to get out of your mind for good or for bad. Maybe it like was something you love, you can't stop thinking about. Maybe it was so scary and disturbing. Maybe it, like made you sob and, you know, to the point of, of uh, you're just a puddle. Um, it's something that you, you just need to switch gears. You're not ready to jump right back into another book of the same kind. You need something to kind of get that book out of your mind, you know? Bria, do you ever utilize this kind of book? For sure. I was trying to think of like what's a palate cleanser food. And I don't know if I eat fancy enough food to know this, this, but like. I know that when you go to like a perfume smelling, if you like coffee. go to a perfume place, they have a little like cans of coffee yeah. beans to like smell. But I don't know what the food equivalent is. But there's so. also like when you go taste wine, you know, they'll be like, oh, you got to do a palate cleanser. Bread? Is it bread? I actually don't know. Okay. I've never been to a wine tasting. Wow. You haven't? Mallory. Actually, that's not true. That seems wild. I just haven't been to one in a really long time. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I do do a palate cleansing book. I do, not often, but sometimes I do. Um, For me, like I spent, as you know, last weekend I spent um, hanging out by the pool for my birthday. Mallory came and hung out with me and we sat in the pool for like eight hours. And, uh, which we'll get to more later. We're going to discuss more pool in a bit. I know, Um, I was going to (laughs) say. We have audio from yes. that. Um, And uh, I read two fiction books in a row that were, 
not super dense, but they were definitely like very world buildy. And I really needed to, I wanted to keep reading, but it was like, I can't just pick up another book. Like it felt like too much. Like those stories, they were already starting to get confused, even though they were totally different stories. They were like still in my head. So I needed a definite break from like world building and from reading eight hours straight, but I kept, I wanted to keep reading. So I needed that, I needed a book. So I think that's more what I use it for, less of like, if I've been reading a lot and I'm really engrossed in the world, it's less of like the sad aspect of things and less of like the emotional aspect. It's more just like, you know, you read a book so much and you're like, am I living in this town now? Am I? I, I read The Wild <laughs> Hunt, which you recommended. And I'm like, am I in a place that there's all these like birds coming but to, to haunt? Like I got to like very get out of this, this, this like weird Scottish island that I'm on. I'm glad that you read that though. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Um, cause I couldn't just go and like be like, oh, now I'm going to pick up a book about space. Cause like I'm still on the Scottish island and I haven't left yet. And like, I don't have the time to, to figure it. <laughs> so I had to do something to get that out of my head. What about you? Are you doing palate cleansers? You know, it's pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's because I have a pretty high tolerance for fucked up shit mm-hmm. and horror is my preferred genre. So I feel like I am, I'm a calloused reader. <laughs> my, my, uh, my need for my my tolerance for like scary stuff or fucked up stuff is very um I have a thick callus on it. Uh so it has to be a pretty intense book. Um something like I needed a la- a palate cleanser after the last house on Needless Street. Sure. That was a book that I was like You're not gonna read another horror need book. to give yeah. my brain a little rinse. And that's what I think it is, is that if I end up needing a palate cleanser, it's usually for disturbing stuff. Mm. It's not for intensely world building books. It's not for sad books. I don't intentionally read a lot of sad books. I know that TikTok is rabid for books that make you ball your eyes out. <laughs> I had a really funny meeting with my um, beloved editor when I got to visit New York a few weeks ago. And he was telling me about a book that that he edited. That's one of his books that is, he's like, the best thing that's selling it right now is there's a TikTok of some woman sobbing her eyes out holding the book and he's like that's doing more for the book than than anything we've tried and I know that it's like a huge thing and I think that's fine I think sad books are amazing but it's never been like a big selling point for me so I never need palate cleansing and I've read plenty of books like that but uh, I never need palate cleansing stuff for that it's normally like a horror book where like something really bananas happens in it and I'm like oh man I need to like go read a cookie recipe for (laughs) for an hour (laughs) so uh Bria when do you when do you know that you need one is it when you're stuck on that Scottish island yeah I'm stuck on a Scottish island I mean it's it's usually when I can't focus on something new like I can still I'm still Mm -hmm. on that Scottish island and I start another book and I'll be like I'm just not interested because I'm not here and it might be a book that's perfect for me which is so much about it's about timing really but it's just like I just can't get into this book that takes place with like puppies in space because I'm still on the Scottish island dealing with these fucking crows, you know? <laughs> Y'all don't know this book. This is very specific to this book. Were they crows? I don't remember what they were. Birds. So even if I do want to read something new, it's like I can't really get into that world. So, it, And usually it's, it's, it's like a world building book, which I feel like that, like the Wild Hunt really was. It was like, it all takes place on the Scottish island. So I had to like think about that a lot. And there was like all these rules to what was happening. And so when it's like a world building book and I do a couple of those back to back or just a really deep one, I can tell I'm not ready to build a new world. Like the world needs to stay as is for just a second so I can like get my head back on straight because otherwise I'm going to (laughs) be putting crows or whatever into space and it's going to be confusing. What about you? Do you know, when do you know you're like, I need a palate cleanser? Like has something happened to you or what? Oh, I'm I'm in the same boat. It's when I'm so laid out from a book that I can't stop thinking about it and it's impeding my ability to start a new one where I'm like, 
where are all the characters that I just yeah, read? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep being book. like, wait, wait, um, where's this person? Yeah, I, I think if you get annihilated by a book and you say to yourself, like, damn, that was really intense. I need a break from reading for a while. Maybe you don't need a break from reading. You just need to read something light, something fluffy, or just something different. Um, obviously, it's always okay to take a break from reading, but maybe you just need a story that isn't like going to like kick you in the heart. Um, in fact, I think a palate cleanser book might be the best way to get over a tough book better than TV or movie or something because it'll stick something new in the book that I just read slot in your brain. Mm. Like sometimes if I read something really intense and I'm like, oh, I don't want to read for a little bit. I want to watch something. But in my brain, I'm st- my brain is still like, but this is the last book that you read, mm. so we're going to keep thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And you got to stick something new in there um, to re- like help you fully kind of get over it. So you have just read five million intense world building books in a row. You need your palate cleanse. What book are you reaching for? So I think this is going to be different than a lot of people. I, but I go for nonfiction. I like, I think that just a book about facts, micro history. I usually have one like on my Kindle or on my phone or something. I've been reading this book about how horror affects your body, like horror movies. And Is it Scream? No, it's Nightmare Fuel. Yes. Yeah. And it's great, but it's a lot of facts and it's a lot of like, when you watch a horror movie, this thing happens in your amygdala and like shit like that. Um, and I do like that kind of like, you know, I would call it, you know, pop science, a science like for that I can understand as a person without any sort of advanced science education. I mean, that's not true. I went to college science education, but pretty basic. I was going to say, you have a college degree, my friend. That is true. <laughs> um, uh, but I, so yeah, like that's what I did this past weekend. I read a book. It really affected me. I kept thinking about it. So I just went, instead of reading a new book, I went and got out that nonfiction book that I've been kind of making my way through. And I was like, great. I can read about how, honestly, how this this uh, this book just affected me because that's what the book is about, which was very weird to think about like, oh, this is how this horror affected my brain. And I don't need to read the whole thing. For me, it's just I need to take a break before getting back into A, not a Scottish island, B, the real world, and C, a new world. Like these are like, there's a lot of steps for my brain to have to take. So I need to like ground myself in something nonfiction, something that is not story related. Because I think the other problem I have is that I deal with so much story. I've talked about this on the show where like my job is creating story. I read scripts all day. I work on story and then I go read a book at night that has a story in it. So there's so much narrative story Mm, stuff that sometimes I'm like, I just need some facts. Give me some facts and I don't have to remember what narrative arc. (laughs) Just the facts, lady. (laughs) I I gotta leave that fake world behind. I gotta like think about what how does a brain work instead of uh instead of like uh what is this person's um you know emotional wants or something that 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 definitely helps so nonfiction i mean i go nonfiction it's pretty consistently Smart. nonfiction. What about you? I feel like other people probably do this much differently than I do so it really depends on what kind of book I need to cleanse from, but you can never really go wrong as far as I'm concerned with a graphic novel because mm. um, if anything, it'll be a quick read. So you have some other story occupying your brain pretty quickly. And you know what I never noticed I did until this episode, but I save certain palate cleansery books on my TBR until I need to deploy them. Ooh. I never realized that I did this. Um, Bring out the palate cleanser. I did this with new great books. <laughs> yeah. I never realized I like was saving these books. Um, so I gra- I save middle grade books that are non, unless they're like a buzzy new release that I can't wait to get to, like non-horror middle grade um, I, until I need a little palate cleanse. I wait until I've read something really intense and then I'll be like, whew, time for a middle grade book, you know? I know to say that there aren't like really intense middle grade books out there, but I'm specifically talking about like non-horror ones. Mm. So I, I will always go with either a graphic novel or a middle grade middle grade fantasy, middle grade literary fiction, something like that, because both of them are be, you know, they're quick 
easy read. So they will immediately get my brain into, um, into a different space than wherever it was when I was reading whatever disturbing shit that I just finished. Uh, and it's, it's really never gone, gone wrong for me. Um, so speaking of our palate cleanser books, what is a good palate cleanser recommendation? I mean, I think it really depends on what you've been reading. So like, that's the hard thing uh, that like, if you've been reading, you know, uh, I don't know, some not like something that made you cry a lot and you're looking for something to make you laugh. I think that it's going to be very different than what I'm picking up. But I'm going to recommend a book. I'm going to recommend a nonfiction book that I think could be interesting, which is Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. Um, it hear, mm-hmm. hear me out. Okay, here's why. Um, because... This book, it's all about the way we our brains work, right? You have two kinds of thinking is, is his theory, right? You have a fast, instinctive, and emotional thinking, like this, this kind of knee-jerk reaction sort of thinking. And then you have slow, more logical thinking. So you could read this book as a palate cleanser to explain why you can't stop thinking about the book that you just read. Like if you're stuck on the emotions that that last book gave the you. The ultimate palate cleanser. It can help you examine why you had that reaction and why it took you a whole book to have, or why it took you a whole book to have that reaction. Like, why did you have this emotional response? Or why are you not having an emotional response? Instead, you're thinking more slowly. Um, I'm not sure if that totally will work, but that is my theory. Um, and I just think it could be fun. Like, I definitely, trying to think of, like, nonfiction books that will help you figure out, like, maybe why you're having this reaction could be an interesting thing to do. What do you think, Mallory? What's your palate cleanser? So I tried to pick a book that I haven't talked about on the show before because most of my favorite middle grade books I've talked about so many times. So I'm going to recommend a book that I mentioned on the show while I was still reading it. And now that I've finished it, I, I want to want to talk about it. It was fucking amazing. Is Flying Solo by Linda Holmes. Mm. Um, and it is, it's part romance, part mystery, part like returning to your small hometown story. All great. And I... <sighs> I have such a complicated relationship with calling a book fluffy because I don't think this book is fluffy, but it is really, it's really light and really fun and immediately engaging. And I really think a key component of a good palate cleanser is to be an easy, engaging read. You know, no one, like, a a, a good palate cleanser would not be, you know, a 900-page tome unlike, uh, you know, the history of rocks or something like that's it probably would work but it would be so hard to get into that book that the whole point of of it cleansing your palate would be sort of uh negated um so this book flying solo it sucks you right in it will warm your cold dead little heart (laughs) and let you hang out in this adorable little main town you get really sucked in immediately because of the mystery you love all the characters um so if you've read something that was, this book will not make you cry. Mm-hmm. This book will not scare the shit out of mm-hmm. you. This book will not disturb you. It's just like a wonderful, heartwarming, fun book. And even if you have gotten your heart broken because of romance, one of the things I love about this book is that it technically is a romance book, but so much of the romance, so much of the book is the, this main character deciding that she doesn't need to be in a tradition, like a lot of the tr- traditional relationship stuff, she realizes that she doesn't need to participate in to feel like a whole person. And that was super, super refreshing and really great. So even if you were like going through a breakup, this would be a good book. Um, so I think it, it hits all the things. And um, I might've even used this as a palate cleanser nice. book. I don't remember, but I love it. So that's uh, Flying Solo by Linda Holmes. I'm going to say Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. So if you have thoughts on palate cleanser books or want to recommend your own favorite palate cleansing book or type of book, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. And before we test out some very wet book tech, we're going to take a break. 
Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by Ritual. Gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored. Over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet. And 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Y'all, I was in this category. I was one of these women. I was both deficient in vitamin D and omega-3s. Both. Both. I wasn't getting enough. I was one of these women. You know what helped me? Vitamins. So check it out. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Vitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. And hey, Ritual just released Symbiotic Plus, a gut health supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic all-in-one minty capsule. Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP and the non-GMO project. Traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients and always clear communication. No shady stuff. Here's the thing. These kind of things can be shady. And what I appreciate about Ritual is that they are straightforward in what they are giving you. That is very helpful. I, I look for that in products that I use. And Again, maybe you're in one of these categories, you're a woman aged 19 to 50, or maybe you're just a person looking to add some sort of supplement to your diet. You're like, you know, today I didn't eat so well. I probably should do something else. I should probably do something to to help my diet out. Guess what's going to help you? Something like Ritual. Ritual can really help. So right now, Ritual is offering to our listeners, 10% off your first three months. You, it's really easy. That way you can just get it. You don't have to worry about it. You got three months ready to go. So visit ritual.com slash glasses and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash glasses. Glasses. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Our comedy podcast, Jordan Jesse Go, just celebrated its 15th anniversary. It was a couple months ago, but we forgot. Uh, yeah, completely. Our, our silly show is 15 years old. That makes it old enough to get its learner's permit. And almost old enough to get the talk. Wow, I hope you got the talk before then. A lot of things have changed in 15 years. Our show's not one of them. We're never changing and you can't make us. Jordan, Jesse, go the same forever at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. some book tech advances in bookish technology this week we're testing out some supposedly waterproof bags to keep your books in at the beach at the lake at the pool wherever they might get wet we talked on the show this year about reading outside and we got a lot of recommendations for good ways to keep books sand free and water free so we're going to test out a couple of them before i start um i just have to say these were all sent to us from um from lovely glassers who went on our amazon wish list and sent them there was some, some sort of weird mistake on Amazon and they didn't send us a bunch of stuff, but it had been purchased. So I don't know where that shit went. But I reached out to them and I said, I would like this stuff to be sent. It All these things have been purchased. So they sent us everything that had been purchased that did not arrive. But 
if you sent it to us, the name didn't come with it. So let us know if you sent one of these things. We're really sorry. We don't know. We have no way to track who did it. Um, but we will definitely shout you out on a future show. So let us know. They also sent us some stuff that Glassers did not yeah, buy. Yeah, that, that was, was weird. very weird. Yeah, there, we got a swimsuit. We don't know why. Um, so if you're missing a swimsuit, <laughs> it's here at my house. This was not on our wish list. Um, we don't know why we got a swimsuit because that was definitely not on the list. All right, the first thing, it's, it doesn't really have a name, but it's called the Waterproof something like Waterproof Reusable Washable Wet Dry Bag. And it came three pieces, uh, three different little wet dry bags, and there are little dogs on them, <laughs> like little tiny dogs. It's very cute, very cute little little bags. We'll put photos very of them. Cute. Actually, we have full videos of us testing these, and those will go on our Instagram, and they will really make you laugh because we did that at the pool this past weekend for my birthday. <laughs> so these are like zippered bags, and you can put stuff in it. And Mallory and I sort of... Yeah, the three different sizes. Yeah, we kind of misunderstood it. So we thought, it says wet dry bag. This must be for submersion. I don't want to say we misunderstood it because it specifically says waterproof bag. That's true. Well, and there's three different sizes. There's one that's like tote bag size and one that's like slightly smaller than that. And one that's like very small that's like pencil case size. Yeah, exactly. But I think they're not for submersion. Well, we found they're not for submersion. They're more Clearly not. They're more for like putting stuff in it to keep away from other stuff that's already wet or putting wet stuff in it to keep away from dry stuff or to keep away from your books. So Mallory did put something in it and submerged it. Yeah. Well, first off, I want to say the fact that they, they're called wet bags, which made me laugh really hard. <laughs> um, and so I put as a, because I was already, because the it's made out of like a thin nylon material. From go, I was kind of nervous about the submersion with these bags. So I put a decoy in there. Yes. I did not put a full book. I put a blank journal of mine yes. in there and we submerged it. And as soon as I saw all the bubbles like shooting out of the bag, I was like, oh no, water is filling this thing up. And that's exactly what yeah. happened. It did not stay dry in there. Yeah. So not for submersion. I think you can put like, it seems like reading the reviews and stuff, people put diapers in these kind of things to keep them away from the rest of their shit. But you could also put like a wet swimsuit if you're leaving the beach or something and you want to put a, I don't know how you got the swimsuit in there and put your clothes. Maybe you're in the bathroom, you take off. I don't know why I'm going through this process, but <laughs> you got some wet stuff and you want to keep it away from your dry stuff or vice versa. I think this could be functional. Don't submerge it though. I think this, don't, don't, like that is confusing. But I think if you need something like this, I don't know if it's super handy, but um, I, I think a four out of five for me on on these. What what, are you, what rating are you getting them? I actually agree on the four out of five is I think where we land is they're perfect to bring on whatever your adventure on and keep in a tote. You know, they're water resistant. So if it, like if your book was in this and like was sitting on the side of the pool and someone splashed it, your book would probably be fine. Um, if you kept your book in this at the beach, there would be no sand getting in it. Mm -hmm. uh, if you had your book in this and there was something in your bag that spilled, your book mm -hmm. would probably be fine. Uh, the different sizes pack is really handy. So you could like, depending on the size of your book or the size of your e-reader. But yeah, if you are, you know, trying to escape from a submarine, don't put your book in this because <laughs> uh, it's not going to stay dry. Four out of five pages. Okay. We, we tested out a second one. Yes. And what I was out and called. The Wall New Universal Waterproof E-Reader Protective Case. Um, again, we don't know who sent this to us because of weird stuff with Amazon. So if you sent this to us, let us know and we'll shout you out. We're very excited to test these out. What did you think of this protective case? First of all, let me describe this because it's very funny. It is um, a see-through mm -hmm. protective case. And what was funny is that it has multiple layers of sealing. So it seals like a plastic baggie. And you do that multiple times. And then you fold it over at the top. You put your E-Reader inside. And you fold it over at the top. And there's snaps too. So it is in there. Um, and if you have to get it out, 
You got to unsnap it. You got to reopen all the little things. Um, but what really made it, me laugh is it has a little cord on it. So you could, it's a, it's a yeah, hip accessory. It's funny. And I, at first I was like, wow, is someone <laughs> wearing this like as an accessory? But then I was like, you know what? It's pretty helpful because you got a bunch of shit you're carrying out to the pool and you need to keep your e-reader dry and you don't have an extra hand. You don't want to like drop it on accident. Like it's actually pretty helpful because you can have like carry multiple shit or like just have it around your neck and you don't have to worry about where it is. And like you want to doze off in the pool. You just let that thing drop, drop right in the water. And we will, we will say (laughs) it was uh, waterproof. It was 100% waterproof. We yes. submerged. It did great. Yes, it was. Mallory left the pool. I continued to be in the pool. She left. I kept using this thing. I thought it was great. I didn't have to worry about my e-reader getting soaked. Y'all know I'm a clumsy, clumsy person. Um, I didn't have to worry about it at all. You I had a little trouble turning the e-reader on and off, but if you don't have to worry about that, it was great. It was totally waterproof. This gets a five out of five for me. Plus, I like that little necklace part. I thought it was very convenient. And if you, like, for some reason, can't use your hands or, you like, you don't, can't hold it or something, like, it could be very convenient for to keep it from, like, falling into the water. Yeah, I would, I'm going to say for, also four out of five for this, but only because it's very small. Mm. That's That was my thing. But I, th- I really think this is wh- where it's at if you were paranoid about your book or your e-reader or what you know whatever that you could you could put your valuables in you could put your fucking wallet in there whatever um not all at the same time because again it was very small but you know if you were going camping mm-hmm. or canoeing or something this is probably what i would bring mm-hmm. you could fall in the wall you could like capsize in your canoe and with this and not worry about and it around your neck uh, you wouldn't like lose said, it yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> although it probably would flow that's what we it definitely wanted to flow yeah, um you know and like bria said you can still use your e-reader when it's inside my um on the other hand again it's much smaller than the wet bags um and would only fit if you were putting a print book in there it'd probably be a mass market paperback um if you have like an e- one of those bigger e-readers i know um amazon is releasing like a really big e-reader mm-hmm. there's some kobos that are pretty big this would not fit in there. Yeah. So you would have to, maybe the, the same company makes a, diff, um, a different one that's bigger, but that's why I'm docking a page. But I still think this is really where it's at. I mean, I think it's great. And also, I, in case it wasn't clear, I was reading with it on there. Like I could still turn pages through the through the plastic. So it was like, I just read it in this thing. It wasn't like I was carrying it around. I was actually like using it, which I thought was very great. Because I mean, it was thick enough to keep out the water, but not so thick that I couldn't turn the pages. And that, that felt like a big, uh, like, it was definitely designed for a certain size Kindle in mind. Like, that's, that if, so if you have a small, if you have a Kindle, it's going to fit in there. And I think it's going to be perfect for you. Um, but yeah, not necessarily, I mean, oh, I see. You just would store a mass market paper, paperback in there. Because I was like, you'd have to, like, take it out yeah, every time you turn the page. There, but you could... <laughs> <laughs> you could use your e-reader but um you could just be able to fit but it would i think even with them depending on how thick the mass market was it would it would be a, a squeeze yeah but yeah this was this was great and you look and you can look cool with it around your neck mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. get your water shoes your fanny pack although fanny packs aren't are, are not not cool remember when we were kids and like fanny packs were like the least cool thing and now fanny packs Crossbody bags are like the hot accessory. Oh, I, I've owned one now for like over a year. I bought one. I loved it. I bought I one it. too. It's great. Uh, very convenient. It's it's amazing to see all the stuff that was very dorky when we were kids is now very cool. Yeah, that's true. 
But yeah, uh, we would love to know what if, if you are an adventurous glasser and you go out into the into nature all the time and you use some kind of bag. Let us know. We would love to love to get your your take on your favorite um, e-reader or book protective waterproof case. Or if you have ideas for other stuff for us to test out, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. You can check out our wish list that has now been fixed thanks to Bria being on the phone for like four hours with customer support. Uh, there's a link in the show notes to that and you can check it out. Now let's answer a recommendation request from Erica. Hi there. I am relatively new to your podcast and I'm working my way through the back catalog. Thank you for the show. I'm in the midst of a breakup that might be a break slash pause, but I have to mentally prepare myself for the possibility that it's not. Here are the rec requests. First of all, Erica, sorry to hear that. That's sad. One, Erica wants distractions. I just started the Wayfarer series by Becky Chambers and I already never wanted to end. Character-driven sci-fi slash fantasy slash other world stuff that is thoughtful and not by a cishet dude. Uh, or two, getting to the heart of the heart stuff. I'm a bit of a self-help addict, primarily audiobook here, and I'm always looking for gems in this area. Any good ones, especially about getting to the heart of oneself. Example, Jeffrey Marsh's How to Be You. Y'all have kickstarted my return to reading and listening, and I'm so grateful, especially when it comes to some distraction these days. Much love. What do you have for Erica? I am going to go for the second one, the getting to the heart of the heart stuff. Um, again, Erica, sorry you're going through this, but uh, hopefully this recommendation will help. Uh, I'm recommending Spinster by Kate Bollock. So stick with me. I know the title might sound scary to you right now, but this book is fantastic. And I think maybe what you need. Um, so I found a lot of the pain experience during a breakup is the feeling that you'll never find anyone again and that your life is going to be worse off without this person and that you don't want to be alone. Um, and some people, especially women, might feel like they failed, you know, because we live in a society that really makes being in a relationship something that a lot of women are pressured to have as a priority in their life. And this is a whole book that examines being a single woman through the lens of famous women who have stayed unmarried and made their own lives on their own terms and were really happy. In my opinion, I think the best thing you can ever do for yourself or for any future or current relationship that you have is to figure out how to be happy and fulfilled on your own and to realize that romantic love should always feel like an added bonus and not something that you need to find or you're a failure and this book is really great for that uh, you might find yourself highlighting a bunch of stuff um, she talks about again historic women that have not married but also a lot of musings from her own life and just writings about being single and uh, I think this might help and shore you up a little bit and realize that you're going to be okay regardless of what happens. Bria, what do you think Erica should read? I didn't realize. I thought you'd do a number one, but you did number two. Get to the heart of the stuff. I was. I thought you would do a number I one. I, I, okay. I was like, oh, man. Well, I was going to say. Character-driven sci-fi. That's, that's I know, like kind I know. of I know. So just a shout out. I one There's one that like anytime I'm like I was going through a breakup, have gone through a breakup, I always do a reread of All About Love by Bill Hooks. Um, I haven't read it in a minute, but it's about the importance of loving yourself and also love in the world and like a feminist reading of love. Um, which I think can be helpful. But I will do a shout-out to a character-driven sci-fi since you did the other one. I'm going to shout-out Victories Greater Than Death if if uh, Erica hasn't read it already by Charlie Jane Anders. Um, it, I think it can scratch that same itch as uh, the Wayfarer series. It is YA, but it's for everyone. It is about a girl named Tina who lives on Earth, and one day, basically, sh this legacy that she's kind of known she's been a part of happens to her where she has to go help save the universe. Um, so she's this kind of normal girl who suddenly has to go save the universe. And it's all about her. It's a very, it's a space opera. So it's like her going on various adventures. Um, but it has a, a lot of um, 
cool characters, a lot of diverse characters, and they're all on this spaceship together, and it's all a bunch of people who are like, oh my god, we have to save the universe now. Um, and so, so it's a lot of that, but I think it's a very fun series that you really, really can dive into and kind of escape a little bit, which is what I love about sci-fi for the most part. So that's what I'll recommend. Yeah, so mine is Spinster by Kate Bollock. And mine is Victories Greater Than Death by Charlie Jane Anders. So if you want us to answer your recommendation request, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. And remember, you can buy all kinds of cool stuff over at our Void Merch store. There's totes, shirts, stickers, mugs, all the cool stuff with a lot of cool designs. We're really excited about it. Uh, There's a link in the show notes for that. And if you like the show and want to do something that supports us a ton and is free, you can rate and review us on the podcast listening app of your choice. Go to Apple Podcasts. Podcasts. It's really easy and quick to do, uh, but you have to go into the mobile app. You can't do it on the computer, so you have to open up the Apple Podcast app on your phone and go search for Reading Glasses, and on the Reading Glasses page, just scroll down, and boom, there's a quick and easy place to give us a five-star review or maybe a little five-star review in, a, in some sentences if you feel like writing about why you like the show. It really means a lot to us and helps us out a ton. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening and thanks, thanks for, for reading. reading.